0: The Property Pod. 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 Welcome to the Property Pod with MoneyWeb. The property sector is an ever-changing sector, and in this podcast series, your host Suren Naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property
1: industry. Hello, and welcome to the Property Pod, South Africa's premier property investor podcast. My name is Suren Naidu, and on this weekly show, we gain insider insights from leading CEOs, analysts developers and entrepreneurs in SA's expansive property industry. We have covered the listed property sector and its 2023 performance a bit on MoneyWeb in the last two months, but with the SA RIT conference taking place in Johannesburg last week, we caught up with Estian de Klerk, the chairperson of the SA RIT Association and SA CEO of GrowthPoint Properties to talk us through some of the hot topics and issues discussed at the conference. For a little clarity for our listeners that are not property investors, SA-RIT stands for the SA Real Estate Investment Trust Association. Estian, the last time I spoke to you on this podcast was two years ago, believe it or not, back in February 2022. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Hi, sir, and thank you for having me.
1: At the SA RIT conference, um, MC Michael Avery kicked it off uh, joking uh, the listed property sector has been in the dog box in recent years. Is the sector still in the dog box?
0: I think we are emerging uh, out of the dog box, in. I mean, if you were an investor last year in, uh, in REITs, you would have been rewarded with the best performance of all investment classes uh, across the year. So, albeit marginal, it was, uh, you know, number one's number one. So, I think the, the reality is, is that uh, fundamentally, we're starting to see, um, you know, the real estate metrics improve Uh, From from the days of COVID. And really, the only little dark cloud that's a a real issue at the moment or remains a bit of an issue is obviously higher interest rates is still having an impact on income statements of the REITs, you know.
1: We'll get to interest rates in a minute. But you are chairperson of the SA RIT Association in addition to your uh, position as SA CEO of Growth Point Properties. What were some of the key issues and messages to come out from the RIT conference?
0: Yes, yeah, I think, I mean, we, we've opened up uh, where, where there were a whole a bunch of CEOs on a, on a panel which sort of set the scene. Uh, they covered, uh, you know, some of the metrics within the uh, real estate REITs as as we have experienced it over the past year and their views on going forward uh, through the year and you know impacts of uh, things as wide as maybe you know the changes in technology etc were were sort of discussed and then uh, post that we we got a bit of a global view on the economy Globally, and some of the things that may may impact real estate in South Africa, because you know, as you well aware, the South African economy is integrally linked into the world economy, and uh, albeit that we're a little tiny player in the scheme of things, you know, whatever happens globally ultimately has an impact on on. The SA economy, which in turn has a real impact on SA REIT members or real estate in South Africa. So I think that certainly was discussed in detail. And then we we have also had discussions because one of the key challenges in, uh, in our sector is obviously municipalities and let's say, uh, government policy, etc., and uh, we had uh, uh, Wayne uh, Divanage from Outer come and talk to us a little bit about some of the successes they have had in, you know, holding government and local government to account, uh, in ensuring that uh, our tax money is spent wisely and um, and that it actually makes makes the difference and delivers the services that we uh, that we're paying for. And then through the day, you know, there will be various speakers. Uh, we, we had a look at the performances of real estate globally. You know, the context is quite interesting that, uh, I mean, if you look at real estate globally, the experience has actually been very, very similar to what we are experiencing in South Africa and sometimes for different reasons. But certainly, uh, you know, we're not alone. And uh, in this context sort of, you know, gives you uh, certainly some comfort that, that you know, there's. There's some consistency uh, with global markets in, in the South African context. And, you know, we've had some institutional investors and analysts uh, give their views on the sector and, and the way forward. And then through the day, we'll be discussing ESG. We'll be discussing a variety of items that are really relevant and key issues in respect of um, of real estate, even including things like property tech, etc. So a very exciting uh, agenda for, for, for the day.
1: It was indeed a very interesting panel chat by Wayne from Outer. Uh, I was in that session, very provocative, interesting things to hear from a a municipal service delivery perspective. On one of the panels, you were one of the speakers. You talked a little bit about uh, Regulation 28 and pension fund changes and its impact on rates. Can you talk us through a little bit of what you mentioned, considering RITs are underweight currently in terms of asset manager allocations? Yeah. So, maybe
0: just sort of big picture, just to for, for, for your listeners to understand how investment flows effectively work uh, in the world, is that generally most of the investment funds flow from our salaries into pension funds. And those pension funds have managers and they typically uh, either um, have investment managers themselves or uh, award the capital to investment managers via mandates all across the globe, right? And they would then get advisors which say to them, look, you know, we think interest rates are going to go up and the real estate sector is going to struggle. So we want you to reduce or we propose you reduce your exposure to real estate in the specific cycle. Now, typically, you know, you could find uh, in some of the developed uh, markets that the exposure to real estate will be as high as 10 percent. It is arguably the largest sector um, on the planet, you know, uh, the biggest industry. And... Um, in this cycle that we are in where interest rates have certainly gone up you know i think many uh, pension fund fund advisors as well many of the pension fund fund managers have sort of taken the view that the cycle is pretty negative for real estate broadly and as such they have reduced their exposure Uh, By physically selling, but it's also, you know, as share prices have dropped, you know, by itself, that percentage has dropped. So, I mean, today, I mean, at the peak of the cycle in the JSE, I would say asset allocation to real estate would have been about 6%. That has reduced to uh, around 3 odd percent. And I think what Regulation 28 has done, and just for listeners to understand, in these pension funds in South Africa, actually are limited in terms of their ability to invest capital offshore so they were limited to only 30% of the funds being invested offshore and then surprisingly last year out of the blue that regulation was lifted to 45% so that meant additional 50% uh, more investment offshore if you'd like because uh, you know they, they added another 15% onto yes. onto the existing mandate so what was actually happening was that investors were selling local equities, real estate uh, and investments, and they were moving that capital offshore. And we saw quite a significant uh, outflow of capital out of the JSE across the board, not just real estate, but um, into into international markets. And what we are also sort of hearing along the grapevine is, is that some of the local pension funds are actually awarding mandates to offshore asset managers rather than, seek some of that exposure through the local market, you know. And that means that that capital probably may be more permanently offshore. But as this goes into the base, so in other words, when you're at 45, then then you sort of have to start investing back into South Africa again in the ordinary course, 60% of your capital. and um, And, you know, some of that will find its way into real estate. And increasingly, if the real estate industry can demonstrate growth, uh, in earnings and potentially good returns, then, you know, I think we'll start seeing a, a, a larger lion's share of that capital. And that will ultimately, you know, help to drive uh, share prices.
1: Thanks for that, especially the mentioning the 45%, because that was the key aspect of your point on that panel. As turning to interest rates now, Nedbank's head of property said the bank expects SA interest rates to drop by around 100 basis points this year, more towards the latter part of the year. Considering your comments around interest rate, what impact is this likely to have on the SA rich sector, considering also that it may take some time to filter through? So I think just the
0: just the the messaging that interest rates will drop will be enough to see uh, a, a quite a bit of a rebound on the uh, on the stock exchange actually pretty much across all asset classes uh, including real estate but more specifically real estate because properties shares given the fact that they they pay a, a distribution uh, gross to investors. They, they're very much a yield play. And, uh, and as, as interest rates go down, the yield requirement drops, share prices increase. So what we would expect is that, you know, just the messaging that interest rates will drop will already uh, certainly benefit the underlying stocks as investments. But on top of that, I think that, you know, most of the companies have uh, debt on balance sheet, And uh, over time, you know, as interest rates come down, they will benefit uh, increasingly from those lower interest rates. So similar to how they at the moment, you know, uh, are, uh, you know, having to manage with higher interest rates. And that's obviously having a negative impact on the income statements. A reduction in interest rates will have a positive impact on the income statements, which means bigger distributions to investors.
1: The big question was, it's a topical issue whenever I speak to a a Ritz CEO, but the big question also at the conference was around SA Ritz trading at a discount to net asset values. Ten years ago, the sector was trading at a premium, I believe. What needs to get the sector back into possibly trading at a premium? Is that possible in the next five to ten years?
0: yeah, so I think Surin, I mean, you know the the fundamentals are really a couple of key things. I think one is investors want to be able to see growth in distributions. Obviously, you know, when we were trading at a premium to distribution uh, to our, to the actual underlying asset value, um, you know those that, that was times when interest rates were very low. You had a very strong-growing economy. Rentals were going up, vacancies were low, and coming down. So you know the moons are sort of perfectly aligned, which which sort of resulted in that uh, sort of dynamic. Um, the reality is is that in in this environment, interest rates are now still uh, you know they've now stabilised. So I think that what you'll find over the next one or two years, you know, that will still flush through the, through the, the earnings of, of REITs. But then after that, I think, you know, you should start seeing the benefits of lower interest rates. So that's a key. I think one key thing is uh, interest rates reducing. We'll see um, uh, stocks trading much closer to NAV. And then, yeah, growth. If you can demonstrate uh, growth in earnings, underlying distributions, those will, and there's a myriad of things that will drive that. Obviously, reduction in costs or increase in rental income, uh, reduction in vacancies, more demand, and potentially uh, accretive M&A transactions. All those type of things can result in, um, you know, the share prices. Trading uh, either closer or even at a premium to NAV. So if you think about the the share price, you know, when when you look at the NAV underlying, that, that the actual valuation of the assets underlying shouldn't, if you add them all together, you know, it doesn't necessarily uh, result in exactly the same traded value on the JSE. And and the reason is is that there's a whole bunch of other metrics. For instance you know, debt and interest rates that come into play and uh, and growth uh, factors that come into play into into that valuation of the actual uh, stock that's traded. And if you think about REITs, you know, it is the most liquid and tradable way to acquire real estate in this country. Uh, it's also the cheapest way in terms of costs. It gives you the biggest diversification. It gives the individual investor uh, ability to get exposure to the best quality properties uh, available in the country, and you know, if you think about it, there's also quite a component of international exposure in uh, many of the stocks today, which also diversifies uh, the investor you know, out of the South African economy, as an example, and on top of that, you're getting probably a cheaper level of capital funding those investments, because most of these companies can attract cheaper capital than individual investors can, and they have dedicated management. So it's, you know, if you had to buy your own own property, whatever it is, you know, you have to worry about fixing the bathrooms and the toilets and the things and making sure the property is well managed. Whereas if you invest in a REIT, it's certainly admin light, you know, relatively. And, and you should get, certainly our research shows that on average, uh, a, a REIT portfolio of REIT shares outperforms our underlying direct investment into real estate.
1: Just to conclude, ST and I know GrowthPoint is in a close period at the moment. Your results are coming out in March. But one of the other things talked about is that capital raising is, is quite difficult in the current environment for RITs. In addition, there's been hardly any new listings uh, in the RIT space in South Africa, and I suppose globally to some extent as well. When can we expect this to change? And I ask this because um, your, your funds management model as GrowthPoint, a few years back when you started the health fund, and now the student accommodation fund. You talked about possibly listing those separately at some stage.
0: Yeah. So, Suriname, is That's a much more company-specific sort of uh, question. Uh, for for Growth Point, I mean, you know, we we have built this fund management business, which uniquely offers investors uh, opportunity uh, to um, you know unlisted REITs, uh, which is pretty unique, and uh, and really the opportunity to get very specific niche exposure as you mentioned to healthcare and and student accommodation and i think you know ultimately it's the investors call but the the idea was that you know that a liquidity event would be on the cards for those investors in 5 to 7 years um, and and that IPO probably would have been the, the 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 right way to to go about it. Now, you know that is pretty cycle dependent, and I think you know we, we do think that the cycle is improving. And uh, yeah, those those that opportunity for those companies to to IPO in the future certainly is still is still there.
1: Estian, I appreciate your time speaking to us uh, during the lunch breaks. So I hope you can get some lunch at the SA-REIT conference. That was Estian de Clark, chairperson of the SA-REIT Association and SA CEO of GrowthPoint Properties.
0: Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Follow Seren on Twitter at Seren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories. The Property Pod Pod.